there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare always follow the money that's what i always say you always follow yeah, the money. yeah this is follow the money with mitch moss and Polly howard on vsin Top of the morning to you. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up over the next three hours on the program, Brad Powers, one hour from right now. He has a lot of bets going on this week in college football. We'll find out what he still likes today. Nigel Seeley, 90 minutes. Had a great World Cup here on this network and on this show. Uh, the lower leagues are back, and he's got a couple of bets for this week. Mike Pritchard on the program, former NFL player. We'll find out about playing in wind games and cold weather games from Pritch. What, what did he hate the most when he was a player? And Paul Charchi in Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. A little bit on tonight's game, but also a very important week in fantasy with the playoffs upon us now. How are you doing today? Good. You? Good. All right. Not too bad. Yeah. Thanks good. Thanks to Chris McCarthy from Boston for the uh, gift. He sent in a de, uh, dessert. So uh, thanks for that. Uh-huh. Happy holidays, everyone. If you want to send us gifts, uh, you can send them to Circa Circa Resorts, 8 Fremont Street, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89101. And let's let's, uh, have a happy holidays here. There you go. Thanks to everyone who watches. And he says he hasn't missed a show since January of 2020. Yeah, it's pretty, I owe you a gift, yeah, Chris. No kidding. That's Thank you. Is that coming up on that's three years? Oh, my God. I'm that's impressive. Ridiculous. We have a, uh, you know. Paul, when you look back at the uh, NFL schedule release, you would have looked at the primetime games. You know, you go over the Sunday, the Monday nighters, the Thursday nighters, and when you looked at this one back in May, you're like, oh my God, yeah, it's the holiday season. You know, we'll have plans, and yippee ki it's the Jags and the Jets. It's a pretty damn big game. I mean, and now the Jets are favored by two and a half at most books. I did actually see a two and a half out there as well. So are you, can you, are you on this side? 
Are you surprised the Jets here with Zach Wilson are taking money against a red-hot Jags team? Well, Lawrence was limited in practice and listed as questionable. That could be one reason. Uh, the other thing is the Jets know the season's on the line. Uh, to answer your question, I agree with the move, and I like the Jets. Season's on the line. I know it's hard to back Zach Wilson. But remember, it's supposed to be cold, but it's supposed to rain throughout the game. It is. Lawrence was horrendous in the rain against Philadelphia. What do you have, four turnovers in that game? Remember, Five they, turnovers? They, he, he was pathetic. They got out to a fluky 14 nothing lead, and that thing evaporated <clears> before you could blink. Yeah, I believe there was a pick six. Yeah. There was, yeah, something bizarre happened in that game. So, and even all the Jets players are saying it too, that they got to have this game, and it's must win, and the season is on the line. And then Jacksonville knows hey, they can stumble. That's okay. They close with Tennessee, and then they get the good news yesterday that Tannehill's likely done for the year. So Tennessee's got the tough game against Houston. Every game's going to be tough with Willis. And then they play Dallas on that Thursday night. So Jacksonville's probably thinking the division will be on the line week 18 at home, and we just we just punked them in their place. Yeah, I'll tell you who is uh, loving life right now. It's people who have Jacksonville future tickets. And I'm not, not even to win their division. I'm talking beyond that because I know people who have them to win the AFC and maybe even the Super Bowl as well. And this is from... And I should have been one of them. In the offseason. Yeah, go, well, oh, very okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back a month ago when Tennessee was minus eighteen hundred. Oh, sure, because I love Tennessee uh, and bet Tennessee to win the division once it appeared the Colts were off. I mean, if you win this game tonight, you are absolutely cooking. If you're Jacksonville, and then just pretend for a second with the AFC standings, if this team gets a home game uh, and hosting, what they can host maybe the Ravens in the four right. or five. Already beat them. Already right. beat them. Yep. Um, let's say it's played, another. Played Kansas City tough on the road. They did. Had some turnovers. Yep. They they played the Chargers. Guess what happened there? Yep. Smoked them. Absolute, absolutely killed mm-hmm. them. So, uh, you know, this team a month ago would have been like, yeah, they have no chance. Who cares? Whatever. You get to today and tonight with a win, it's like, yeah, this is kind of scary now. And because Lawrence is playing, you got to tip your cap to the guy. Because for a year and a half, we're yeah. like, really? He This is the best prospect since John Elway or Andrew Luck? Uh, he needs to start showing us something. And boy, has he ever. Yes. He's got, what, 14 touchdowns to one INT going back? To week nine, and he's number one in passer rating. He has been dialed in here. And they've won four of six. Now, they did have that awful performance in Detroit. But other than that, he's been top-notch, and the, and the team is playing well. 28 points against the Ravens, 36 against Tennessee, oh. 40 last week. In the win, and now 24 touchdowns on the season. Uh, and, and the other thing you have here is with the Jets, where the offensive line has issues now. Brown is hurt. They haven't been able to run the ball. They're also their special teams have been shaky. Yep. There's been three punt returns on the season. Jets have allowed two. Again, last week, where the Lions returned a punt. So they're also uh, a joke in prime time. The last time the Jets won a game in prime time, Week 1, 2018. All right. Darnold beat the Lions on Monday Night Football, so they lost seven in a row in prime time. Uh, Jacksonville, 8-1 and one overrun in road games. Eight of the last nine have gone over on the road, mm. too. So there's that, but you had a five-point move here, 42 down to 37 with the, with the bad weather, cold, and rain. Sure. When you look at some of the advanced metrics in this game, and we'll use EPA, expected points added per play here, the Jacksonville offense against the Jets' defense – the Jacksonville offense are top 10 or top 12 in many categories. And they're like seventh overall in total EPA per play in the entire league for the season. They're fifth in pass EPA, right? And they have a bunch of other categories. Well, 
the Jets happen to be really, really good defensively in those categories. You know, like total EPA per play allowed, they're sixth. Passing EPA per play, they're, they're sixth. Explosive pass percentage, with which the Jags have been really good um, on lately, including like last week, Zay Jones went nuts. The Jets are number two in the entire league. So it's really strength against strength in this game tonight. Uh, but here we have a couple of weaknesses, and you briefly brought it up there. Pro Football Focus, when they go over their unit rankings for each week, going into this week, they are rating the Jaguars offensive line number 22 overall. Cam Robinson went down late against yep. Dallas in Week 15. Walker Little surrendered four pressures on only 19 pass-blocking snaps after he came into the game. And the Jets, they moved him down seven spots overall to number 30. And they pointed out that every member of the line allowed multiple pressures against the Lions in Week 15 with only one starter earning a pro football focus pass blocking grade over 55. And their line ranks 26th in pro football focus run blocking with the grade on the season. Yep. So both both teams are struggling in that. So what does that mean tonight? Yep. Are we going to see both quarterbacks under pressure? Could we see a strip sack? Could we see a fumble? Could we see you know a couple of INTs because of the pressure? Possibly. Yeah. Well, that that was the key early for the Jets' defense. The takeaways. Now they've only had one in the last five games. Yep. Uh, I see the Lions didn't even throw once at Sauce last week too. So uh, big injury with Robinson. Walker's out as well. Williams is back for the Jets. So is Davis. Mims is out. Uh, to, and I don't know what to expect from Zach Wilson though. I mean, that's the other one, which, you know, we we know Lawrence was bad in the rain. Who knows what this kid's going to do in the elements? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that he's going to be, the targets will be there for the favorite now, the odds on favorite to win the offensive rookie of the year. Yes. Garrett Wilson's going to get his targets today. Right. Now, there's two reasons I love his prop. Number one, he's had, uh, he's gone over 78 yards four games in a row, and the prop is sitting there at 55 and a half. The other one, as I think they they want to get him the award too, and now he's a, he's a I think he's as high as two dollars now to win offense two thirty to win offensive yep. rookie of the year, and that's a guy you got to look to too, to move the chains and throw the ball down the field. So yep. I would think that guy gets not going to have sixty yards, can't get sixty yards receiving. Yeah, the prop across the board is pretty much fifty five yeah. and a half. Might be a tick higher at some spots. I'm with you. No, I like it too. I think they're going to go to him plenty in this game tonight. Here's Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, talking about not. Hopefully, they don't have to, you know, get, dig themselves a hole and make a big comeback tonight. As long as we win the game. I mean, yeah, we want to start fast, but we also say finish faster. And in these games, it might be a slow start, but we finish fast, you know. Um, and and again, the bottom line is winning the game, right? I mean, every every team out there wants to win the game, but. It doesn't matter. It could be, you know, for 59 minutes, it could be ugly. And then one minute, it looks great and you win the game. So, you know, bottom line is win the game. Well, he is right because now this is at home. They're on the road mm-hmm. tonight. Yes. But their last three home games, again, they trailed Las Vegas. 17 nothing came back to win. That was a huge game for Las Vegas, and they dropped the ball in that one. They trailed Baltimore 19-10 in the fourth. They scored 18 points to win 28-27. And they trailed Dallas 27-10. They scored 33 points in the second half in overtime to come back and win last week. So he's, I mean, they could be dead for two and a half, three quarters, and then watch out what happens in the fourth quarter. Yep, yep. The other thing is, uh, again, I mentioned the issues and injuries with the Jets' offensive line. They haven't been able to run the ball. If they can't get Knight and company going, yep. and then you got to put this kid in third and long, good luck, because they're 26th on third down. Right, and uh, 
you put Wilson in third down and long, it's going to be a long night, I can tell you that. Yeah, we'll have a little bit more on the player props coming up in about 20 minutes. But it, it is, if the offensive line can actually block tonight for the Jets, night is in store for a pretty decent game. And that's based on what Jacksonville allows mm-hmm. to opposing running backs. So I think the whole thing is fascinating. And if Lawrence somehow has another big game in the elements, and you know he is questionable, like you said, but assuming he plays here and it's raining out, like who's going to... Engram's been great lately. Zay Jones was, yeah. come on, last week to begin the Kirk. fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. Is Sauce on Kirk then? I don't know. I, do you go Kirk or do you go Jones? No, yeah. Or do you just rotate it? You're right. It's been different guys. What Engram did against Tennessee, too, when yep. he went off. Lace them up. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Another bowl game today. Log in every single game day. Receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers. When you place a wager of at least $25, Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boost. To create the perfect college game day experience, head to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get on the action. It's a whole new game. A lot to get into coming up next. Paulie's going to recap the betting action from last night and win some, lose some. For the first time in my life, I'm staying here at Circa this week, but for the first time in my life, I can tell you that I actually found a hot machine. Uh, we'll, we'll show you that and pr- give you the details on that coming up next. And also, this had not happened in 30 years in college basketball. Well, you're not going to get a bigger upset this entire year. More on that coming up here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSIN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get a 100% match on the first deposit. 
up to $200, wagering at more than 300 tracks. AI-assisted picks, first bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website details at vcin.com slash horses. Sign up now. Here we go. Uh, we start this hour talking college football. Brad Powers joins the program, professional sports better and great college football handicapper. Brad, happy holidays. Thanks for the time today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Happy holidays to you guys and all the viewers out there. Okay, so let's begin with the game that's on the board coming up tonight. It's uh, Air Force and Baylor. I've heard a lot of people talking about this game since it was announced a couple of weeks back. You did bet Baylor at 6.5. Well, this number has crashed down to 3.5 at a lot of spots. Was sitting at 4 for a while. Have we regrets betting Baylor here, or do you like them even more that the number is uh, shorter than that right now? Yeah, I mean, anytime the market moves against you that significantly, yeah, I mean, it, it's a bad bet by me. Worst bet I made all bowl season so far, it- uh, as far as, you know, market moving against me. So uh, it's two reasons. Uh, number one, a lot of people I respect are on the Air Force side. Service academies are, are really, you know, good in bowl games. You don't have to question their motivation on a game in and game out basis. Uh, but probably more pertinent and why this line has really dropped is. You know, there's going to be significant weather tonight uh, in Texas and 25 plus mile an hour winds, cold temperatures. Well, who does that impact? Well, I mean, it's going to impact the team that throws the football in Baylor instead of the team that's a triple option offense. So uh, because of that, it's a bad bet. But with that being said, I still lean Baylor minus three and a half. I mean, it's an Air Force team that I think is overrated. I I just Mm -hmm. look, my biggest season win total bet was over the win total for Air Force. I cashed that bet. And I'm here to tell you, I didn't like what I saw from Air Force this season. This is by far their toughest opponent in the season. You don't believe me, it's the first time they've been an underdog all season. It's by far the best opponent that they've played. And strength of schedule disparity is the biggest of any bowl game matchup uh, this year. So I still lean Baylor, but I prefer the under tonight. Okay, good breakdown. Uh, doubleheader tomorrow. You like both dogs? Uh, lean both dogs? Tell us why. Yeah, t- tomorrow, uh, lo- looking at the matchup, and I'm sorry, guy, can you br- give me those games? I cannot Sorry. look at my schedule. I'm, like, blind. In- Independence Bowl, Louisiana-Houston. Yeah, Louisiana, it's just it's a lean for me on Louisiana, and it's more of a fade against uh, Dana Holgerson. Uh, th- th- this is a coach that in the last 20 years, there's only one coach in college football that has a worse record than Dana Holgerson in bowl games. His name is Rod Carey. He was at Temple in Northern Illinois. Dana Holgerson's covered two out of nine bowl games. I just, I don't trust him. And you're telling me he's now he's got to lay a, a touchdown. So give me Louisiana here. Wake and Missouri, Wake Lane too. Yeah, I, another one where it's not one of my favorite bets, uh, but I am going to take Missouri. And it's just generally speaking, it's two things. It's, you know, I don't like how Wake closed the season. I mean, they lost four of their last five games. That sounds bad. Well, it's even worse because they were favored in all five games. And, uh, you know, you look on the other side, I get it. Missouri's had a few opt-outs, but it's still an SEC team that's played a t- much tougher strength of schedule than the ACC team catching points. So give me Missouri. Okay. Uh, Saturday night, Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee against San Diego State. Aztecs six and a half and seven in that range. You like the favorite? Yeah, it is in that six and a half, seven range. Definitely, as always, shop around. That's a very key number uh, for obvious reasons. But I'm going to lay it with the the favorite here. I think, you know, first off, they're used to making the trip every other year to Hawaii. It's a unique trip, to, to say mm-hmm. the least. Number two, I liked how San Diego State, generally speaking, closed the season. They won five of their last seven games. One of them was a game against Fresno State, the Mountain West champ, where they blew a double-digit lead in the final minute of the game. 
And on top of that, you know, I think Middle Tennessee, everyone remembers, well, they beat Miami. It was the biggest upset in college football this season, 25 and a half point underdog. Well, since that game, they covered two of their last eight games. So give me San Diego State. Monday's tough, right? Quick lane bowl, New Mexico State against Bowling Green. They're both got to be excited to be here. Hell, New Mexico State's is their second bowl in 60 years, and Bowling Green have been a lousy program for years, and they got to six wins. It is a tough one, and it's a great example. You bet numbers, not teams. Uh, when this line opened up, there's a few books that had New Mexico State favored uh, because of their hot you know, close of the season. I bet BG plus one. I thought, well, this line's got to go to three, at least BG three. That's where I made it. Now it's crossed through a very key number of three. It's a relatively low total. I would lean above three uh, at New Mexico State. I don't trust uh, you know BG, a team that didn't cover any of their spreads as a favorite this year. They're 0-3, so anything above three, I'm taking the Aggies. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, professional sports better, college football handicapper Brad Powers, our guest. You bet Wisconsin minus one early on and under 45 and a half. This is the late game on Tuesday out in Phoenix at take on Oklahoma State. How do you feel about those bets now that uh, Mertz uh, opted out and he's going to go to Florida, the quarterback who was at Wisconsin? Yeah, full disclosure, I actually bet Oklahoma State too. So what happened in a 24-hour period, uh, I, I took uh, – <laughs> I, I took uh, Wisconsin minus one, or actually, no, it was Oklahoma State plus three and a half Okay, uh, because Mertz opted out. I was like, well, yeah, you, you can't lay that with Wisconsin, you know, with Mertz out, even though I think he stinks as a quarterback. And then within 24 hours, you know, Spencer Sanders opted out of the bowl game. So then at that point, I laid it minus one with Wisconsin and took the under. And the under would be my preference right now. Uh, it reminds me very similar mm-hmm. to the Fenway Bowl. You got an interim coach on one side. You got both backup quarterbacks in the game, several starters out for both teams. It's exhibition football. So mm-hmm. what, what's exhibition football? Well, let's look at the NFL preseason. Those totals are priced a lot lower than regular season totals. So I'm going to go under here. And if you think that's low for an Oklahoma State game, each of the, and since Spencer Sanders got banged up in the middle of the season, their last five games all went under the total. Good info. So as Mitch mentioned, that's the late game uh, Tuesday. There's four games. How about the game before that in this unique situation that McCall's transferring, but he's still going to play in a bowl game for Coastal? Yeah, and you saw some massive line movement, to say the least, in that one because McCall's about as worth more to a point spread as any player in college football. So, I mean, this one touched as high as 13 to 14 points when he had that initial news, and then within, I don't know, 10 minutes, it got down below 10 uh, with him playing. I'm a little worried because I just saw something similar last night with Austin Reed in Western Kentucky. He hits a transfer portal. Then he decides that, that he, yeah, he's going to play. He throws up, you know, 500 yards last night. But that being said, interim coach for Coastal. Uh, I'm not sure how dialed in they are, especially at the end of the season. You look at their last couple of games. I think generally speaking, they're overrated. They got outscored yeah. and outgained on this mm-hmm. season despite a 9-3 and three record. And uh, I'll go East Carolina. They also have a quarterback playing his last game after it seems like 10 years in uh, Holt Nailers. Also Tuesday to start the day, would you say this is in the next week of games, is this your best bet or the game you like the most, Georgia Southern? Yeah, it is the, the, the game. And I'm here to tell you, I know a lot of guys in our industry, a lot of probably former USC or USC fans probably don't like, don't like Clay Helton or don't think too highly mm-hmm. of him. I'm here to tell you, I thought he did a really good job this year. I mean, Georgia Southern was favored in only two games, and yet they're sitting here as a bowl team. And in the weeds a little bit, 
Obviously, he was changing that program from very run-oriented, not fully triple option, but still a run-oriented program to pass happy, and then do that one offseason and exceed expectations. Did a good job. I also think, you know, a little bit of a chip on the shoulder of their quarterback, Kyle Van Treese, played at Buffalo for five years, and uh, I think uh, he'll play one of his better games. And I just think Buffalo, you know, generally speaking, is uh, a team that's uh, overrated and uh, a team that I didn't like how they closed the season. I mean, they were extremely fortunate as a double-digit favorite going for bowl eligibility at home against a putrid Akron team. They should have lost the game outright. Yep. Now, we'll talk to you a week from today, and that will, that will be one day after the Holiday Bowl is played between North Carolina mm-hmm. and Oregon. What did you do originally with this game, and what are your thoughts on it now that uh, we, you know, Bo Nix is going to come back for Oregon for another year? Yeah, I bet Oregon, I didn't get the absolute best of the number. There were some tens early, you know, at that time. I mean, there weren't too many opt-outs for either team, and I thought it was a relatively fair number. Uh, But as news was breaking on North Carolina's side, not only, you know, Drake May, there was some rumors flying around there that he might hit the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then obviously he cemented his position that he wasn't. But more, more pertinent to what the news is right now and the info right now is, you know, North Carolina lost a ton of guys. Josh Downs, an All-American type wide receiver. They cl- and you want to talk about cluster opt-outs? I mean, the secondary lost three of their four starters plus a couple backups. I mean, they might have to have some walk-ons in the two deep, and that's not good when you're facing a high-powered po- high Oregon offense. With that being said, again, numbers, not teams. I laid 11 and a half with Oregon. Uh, I made it 14. It's now above 14, high total, high scoring game. Drake Mays fully capable of getting a backdoor here. So anything above 14, I'm leaning with North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think you have the right, right idea here with that late game. Texas Tech is getting points in the Texas Bowl against Old Miss. That we knew they were overrated. That was an ugly end of the season for Old Miss. They lost three out three in a row. The only win they beat AM by three. Yeah, could easily be entering this game with five straight losses yes. after that 7-0 start. And a 7-0 start that was greatly benefited by the fact that it was a very weak schedule. The, the, the competition got upgraded. You, uh, Ole Miss got exposed a little bit. Texas Tech, on the other hand, Joey McGuire did a, a great job. This is the first time Texas Tech has had a winning conference season since Mike Leach's last season, famously there. Uh, they got a lot of momentum. They're playing close to home. They'll have the crowd edge. Another one. Numbers matter. Anything above three, I'm leaning with Texas Tech. Great job. Again, happy holidays, and uh, keep it up in the contest you're in, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, Go. Brad. BradPowerSports.com. Brad Power 7 on Twitter. College football expert. He is currently in first yeah. by a half a game in the Golden Nugget contest out here with three weeks to go. That's seven picks per week. Yes. And they have three weeks to go. He also so. could have pull, he could pull a Doug Kazarian and cash top five with two entries. Yep. Yep, the other one is sitting seventh, I yep. believe he said. So uh, we'll continue with that, the idea of a uh, contest. And what do you do now in Survivor? I mean, do you take Tennessee? I mean, 13 people out of 14 for $6.1 million have the Titans left. They take on the Texans. But now, County Hill's out. So what do you do? This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Bowl season is here. VSIN has you covered. Picks, spreads, totals every single bowl game. Head to VSIN.com. Check out the bowl betting coverage. 
That's also a great time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, only $79. You get access to everything we do through the big dance of the madness, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Here he is. Back from the World Cup, Nigel Seeley joins us now, the GOAT in soccer, Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter for his plays and thoughts. Also good in in-play as well. Okay, my friend, now what do you expect? The Premier League is back Monday after this layoff. Well, good morning to you both. Um, I don't I don't really know what to expect, really, to be fair. I mean, um, there's certain things being a soccer handicapper in the last few years that I've never really experienced. And one of one of them was obviously COVID, playing behind closed doors. Didn't have any idea how that was going to play out. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was a very expensive period. And uh, now coming back from a, a mid-season World Cup, it's an unknown quantity. Uh, the one thing I would say to anybody that I think that if you're going to be betting favourites, very heavy favourites, minus 350, minus 250, some teams in the Premier League this week, um, I think you should really think about it. I think you should think of straight caution. I feel that you should, you should approach this week as you would do in the very first week of the Premier League season. And I've said to you many times on this show and over the years that the first week of the Premier season, I would never really like to play that much. Um, I usually sort of, this is my time where I usually make money. When we get to Christmas, it's usually the time we have a good amount of form. We can see what the players are doing. We see what the teams are about. We, we can sort of see where they're going and we understand what price they should be. So for me, I think this is a really, really difficult period of time. So I, didn't, I wouldn't look necessarily at the form coming into it. I would look definitely at players that have been at the World Cup and have gone deep in the World Cup. But anyone who's played in the World Cup final, anyone who's played in possibly the World Cup semi-final won't feature this week in the Premier League. I think they will rest those players. So I think it's a really, really interesting time. Um, I, I expect teams to come strong who have had big players um, being at home. Manchester City, for example, with Haaland. Liverpool with Salah. I think they'll come strong. And I think that the emotion, especially for the England players, I mean, Harry Kane, for example, how's he going to feel? Um after missing the penalty with all the weight of a nation on his shoulders. So I think this is a really, really interesting time of the season. Um, and I think I would approach it as I would do week one of the Premier League. And usually week one, I, I don't usually play. But because you've asked me on, and because it's Christmas, I've got three picks for us. I can't, <laughs> I can't, come, on and say, I can't come on and say, oh, we've got no picks. That's good. No, Excellent. Three picks. All right, let's start with uh, old reliable. Wolverhampton, uh, uh, the draw, first half. Take it away. Just the, it's the gift that this is the this is the gift that keeps on giving. It's the Christmas season. Father Christmas gives a lot of presents, and uh, the bookies are giving presents again with this this bet. I mean, I still don't understand why it's plus money. I, I people will watch this show, and people will watch the podcast I do, and people will listen to stuff on Premier Sports Plays, and they'll say, "Oh, Nigel's again going about Wolves to draw a half time." But the evidence is there for all us to see. I mean, Wolves have drawn eight of fifteen matches at half time this season. So there's 15 games in the Premier League so far. Eight of them, they've been drawing at half-time. And when you consider that some of them have been against the top teams in the Premier League, so you can sort of rule them out. When you look at teams in the middle section, the bottom of section, that goes up to eight in 13. So they have a really high percentage of draws in the Premier League. Uh, away from home, on the road, seven matches this season for Wolves. Four of them have ended in draws. So they, they they are the draw specialists at half time. They don't score many goals. Everton have a big problem scoring goals. Uh, Wolves have a big problem scoring goals. Defensively, they're both very, very strong. 
They played twice last season. Uh, so the last two times they played in the Premier League, or the only two times they played in the Premier League, in fixtures at in this fixture at Everton, both have ended nil nil. Uh, so both have been nil nil at half time. So draw at half time at plus money. You've just got to take it. I mean, if you look at the stats and you look at the evidence, not only this season, look at last season as well. This play should be each week around about minus one twenty five. Okay, you, you're getting plus. You're getting plus one oh five. I think it's. I think it's a play. Okay. How about a total now? Both of these matches, by the way, at 10 a.m. Eastern, Wolverhampton, Everton. How about Newcastle, Leicester City over? Yeah, I think these two sides are going to be really, really strong after the World Cup because a lot of them have a lot, of, had a lot of their key players didn't go to the World Cup. Leicester had Jamie Vardy, their goal scorer, who's had a terrible start to the season, but he's been fresh. He's been rested. He's going to be playing. They won last night in the Cup 3-0. Jamie Vardy scored. James Madison, their key player, was with the England squad, but he didn't even feature. One of the only players that didn't feature for England. So he's completely fresh. Newcastle, uh, Almiron uh, didn't go to the World Cup from Paraguay. He didn't go to the World Cup. Callum Wilson, their main centre forward, played a very bit part, probably 25 minutes in the World Cup for England. So Maximum, the, the French guy, wasn't in the French squad. So these two teams are really, really strong, and I think they're really, really informed. And I think they're going to come out here and really hit the road running where other teams, I think, will have a World Cup hangover. Um, if you look at the form coming in for both these sides, both of them have, uh, in their last seven matches, both of them have won six. So these are two informed teams in the Premier League, Newcastle and Leicester. And I think the way they play, uh, there's goals on it. If you look at Newcastle at home, they're very, very defensive-minded. They win 1-0, 2-0. The crowd gets them behind them, and they win games with that crowd effect with them. Away from home, they're very, very good on the counter. They're very, very fast. They're very, very quick. They're very, very aggressive in their approach. And in four of the last five Newcastle road matches, over two and a half goals as cash. These two sides uh, like to play one way of attacking football. Good coaches that like to really, really take the game to each other. And I think this will be a very entertaining watch. If you can watch this game, I think this will be a good game to watch. I think both mm -hmm. sides are in form. Newcastle will think they can actually make the Champions League, and they're the third favourites to win the Premier League. Yeah. So I think this is a, a good overs. Over two and a half, less than Newcastle, minus 120, minus 120, minus 125. Something about that region is a, definitely a bet. Two matches Tuesday. The late match is Man U against Nottingham Forest. Do you like a prop? Yeah, I do like a prop. Um, I mean, obviously Manchester United have, have had so many players at the World Cup. And one player in particular from this World Cup uh, who really shone for England but didn't get into the team when they played France was Marcus Rashford. Now, Marcus Rashford scored three goals in the World Cup playing very, very minor roles for an England side. He wasn't a regular the first name on the team sheet. But he's a real confidence player, Marcus Rashford. He's got pace that you wouldn't believe. But when he's confident, he's one of the best strikers in the Premier League. But when he's out of form, he's, he's useless. He, he can't hit a barn door. But he's in confidence. Coming from that World Cup, he's been brilliant. He's been absolutely exceptional. Uh, he had a free kick, if you can remember, in the last minute against the French. Almost went in. He came on as a sub and should have, you know, he, he put, produced a bit of magic. He played last night for Manchester United in the Cup and scored one of the best goals you'll see this season. He got the ball around half the length of the pitch and put it to the, to the bottom left of the corner. Now, Marcus Rashford would not be scoring goals like that five or six weeks ago. Now he's confident after the World Cup. He hasn't exerted himself on playing week in, game in game in the World Cup. He's played a bit part for England. He's full of confidence, and I think he'll score a goal uh, against Nottingham Forest to, uh, on Tuesday. The other thing, reason I like this prop as well 
is Manchester United are almost two goal favourites to win this game. And the total goals are pitched at three and a half. So we've got a game where we would expect Manchester United to, ski, to score two goals. Manchester United are without, without Ronaldo now. Ronaldo is gone. He's, mm-hmm. part, he's part of history. Rashford will play. Rashford will be their main point of attack. He didn't play regularly when Ronaldo was in the side, but now he will play. And if you add into the mix, full of confidence, scoring goals for England, and straight back into action last night, scoring probably one of the goals of the season, Marcus Rashford here, around about plus 160 to score at any time uh, against Nottingham Forest, a team that are the, probably the worst team in the Premier League. I really like that play. Very good. Nigel, in about 90 seconds, can you sum up what your experience was like over in Qatar for the World Cup, how great it was, and you feel good now going into the holiday season because of what you saw over there? I feel tired. Um, it was it was, it was, it was, was an amazing experience. I mean, I went to 10 games, 10 different nationalities. I've never been to a sporting event where I've sat with a more multi-culture uh, audience. Uh, there wasn't one arrest for me and support, which is the first time in history. I didn't get put in the sober zone, which was, again, that was plus <laughs> 10,000. That was 10, <laughs> plus 10,000 before we went there. Uh, everyone was very respectful. Uh, the tournament was a joy to be involved in. And I come back very, very happy and uh, feeling good about life and feeling good about the world. And I think football, you know, we all knew the politics beforehand and we knew the issues that they had with the Qatars uh, with, with staging the World Cup. But actually being there, witnessing it firsthand, um, you know, I, I, I feel a bit feel a bit happy. And I'm going into the festive season in, in, in positive mood and hopefully bet some winners. But anyway, thank, thank you very much for having me on this year. Oh, I don't know if we'll be back next week but uh again have a very happy holidays to you both and uh i'll speak to you soon Same very quickly enjoy yourself enjoy absolutely your take care yeah we need a world cup mm-hmm. every year so you can go over there and dominate like like you did this season <laughs> well don't think don't think my liver will be able to take that no. but, all right. uh, i'm sure it <laughs> should be all right all right merry, merry christmas happy holidays take care follow him on twitter he is at seely underscore nigel uh love that dude very very good guy Yes. Up next, uh, we'll get into tonight's big Thursday night football game that we have. Don't look now, but they are top 10 in many key offensive metrics. That's next here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Lace them up right back at it tonight. Air Force and Baylor, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, because it's college bowl season, baby. Log in every single day, receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. They have all the latest odds, lines, and boosts. To create the perfect college game day experience, head to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get in on the action. It's a whole new game at BetRivers. Busy hour here on the program. We have win some, lose some, recapping last night's action in 15 minutes. In pocket plays, Paul Charchian on a crazy week in fantasy football. And uh, now we begin this hour with a former NFL player, was in the league for nine years, current recent host. It's a perfect week to talk to him. Our buddy, our pal, our amigo, Mike Pritchard on the program. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm great. Good morning. Uh, I'm in the playoffs of my fantasy football league. To only one league, though, Mitch, not right. 20. <laughs> you're only in one league is what you're saying. I'm only in one oh, league. Oh, that's boring, Pritch. Come on. you got to live a little. Well, I'm, I'm in the playoffs, though, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy, though. And Busy guy. Got to yeah. read the market every yeah. day. <laughs> that's what, that's yeah. Right. It's a nice-looking jersey you got on, by the way. What are we looking like at that? here? It's yeah. A, what, uh, yeah. The tie yeah, around my, the neck? Uh, yeah, well, it's my uh, homage to Byron Wizard White way back in the day. Buff. You know, yeah, you know, everybody's rocking buff gears now. Yeah, I'd right? say so. so. How about that, Dion already? He flipped mm. the kid. He brought. He's bringing him with him. Number one recruit I know, last year. I know. I know. It's oh. incredible. It really is, man. Louis. Yep. Okay. Louis. Oh yeah. So with with the weather now spread across yep. pretty much the entire country, impacting several games. It's it's a unique spot because this doesn't happen every single year where so many games are looking at kind of the same thing. As a former player, like what what bothers. You know, as a wide receiver, but all players, what bothers you the or bothered you the most? Was it the freezing temperatures? Was it the precipitation? Was it high winds? What was it, Pritch? You know what, Mitch and Polly. I mean, the winds uh, is something that's just so miserable because you can't control anything out there uh, in the wind. You know, the elements are part of the game, and we know that. And if you play it long enough, uh, you're going to be involved in some type of weather situation. I was involved in a weather situation out in Kansas City in '98. Uh, it was a downpour. We had to delay the game because we couldn't play. It was a quagmire. You couldn't yeah. hold the ball. You couldn't keep your feet. Uh, it was just miserable. But we got through it. Uh, we ended up losing the game, though. But uh, you get through it. I played in Buffalo in the month of December at night. Uh, and it was, you know, below 10 degrees. And you're, you're miserable in the cold weather. But the wind is something, as a wide receiver, that just bothered you and frustrated you. I think if you're a running back, uh, you hate uh, the ball being slick. You hate the ball being cold. Um, but uh, it, in particular, my position, uh, wide receiver, I hated the win because you just couldn't focus in on a football well enough in order to uh, understand the direction and understand how to catch that thing. But, you know, cold weather, uh, I, I think you get used to it. Uh, certainly uh, after a number of years, uh, you suck it up for 60 minutes. Yeah, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be cold. 
just don't put too many layers on, right? If you put too many layers on, you're going to get heavy out there mm. uh, because of the sweat and everything like that. So uh, I like to see the guys go out there with not too much on, uh, maybe even no sleeves. If they wore them, wear sleeves or thermals, okay, go for it and do that. Uh, oh. But don't layer up too much because now you're talking about your mind being distracted and you are focused on the cold weather. Is there pain there, though? I mean, what if it's... Oh, yeah. No, th- th- <laughs> let me give you an example because you'd play... 30-mile-per-hour winds, 10 degrees, mm-hmm. and here comes a John Elway fastball on third and eight. What does that feel like? Well, I, I mean, not great, Paulie, not great. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I, I got some crooked fingers to show you guys. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing about the wind, though. Like, you focus in on the point of the football, and all of a sudden the wind just changes that thing, and now you're in trouble. But I would rather catch a vertical ball you know, something deeper, 20, 25 yards than a bullet uh, on a basic cross or, or something across the middle that's going to be hard. And I know that. But, uh, yeah, you do feel the hits a little bit more because of the cold nature uh, of that weather, too, that impacts you that way. But like I said, I mean, this, this game's not for everybody. It's, it's who's more mentally tough and uh, who can get through it and not be bothered by it. And, and I think that's an angle that as betters, uh, you can see that. You can understand that. I think if you watch teams and you really understand what type of teams they are and the willingness that they have to go through anything, I think there's an advantage right there as a better. Okay, so then who feels it the most in this Tennessee game at home in bad weather against Houston because the Texans' defense, they've had absolutely zero answers for Derrick right. Henry the last four games. We all know this at this point. He's gone over 200 yards in all of them. Uh, you know Tannehill, it's going to be Willis. So let's assume here that Henry's going to get the rock 25, 30 times. It's going to be a high number, right? right? Does Henry oh, feel yeah, that? Absolutely. I mean, is he? does that impact him throughout the game? Or is it the well, defense because he's so big and he's hitting these guys, you know, uh, you know that many times throughout the, the you know, three hours? Yeah, you know what, Mitch, it's the, it's the type of hits. I mean, if he's getting hit by DBs, uh, those guys are bouncing off of him. But if he's getting hit by offensive linemen or even linebackers, okay, sometimes those are going to be felt. Uh, but like you said, I mean, oftentimes Derrick Henry is into the secondary of Houston uh, before they even touch him a lot of times. See, Houston, this is what I'm talking about. Houston, they are allergic to contact. I mean, that that defense that they have out there is soft, uh, right? And, and so, and I don't know if there's any great motivation either at this point uh, for that football team. From a business standpoint, uh, they have zero business winning a football game. Uh, and then on top of that, I think Malik Willis even gives Derrick Henry the chance to have more room because of what he can do running the football. You know, now Tennessee gets to six eligibles. They get to a running quarterback. That means read option. That means the perimeter game. Uh, that means a lot more variety in the running game, uh, more so than Tannehill with that hobbled ankle. So I, I think this might open things up or play action too. You got to be uh, weary of that if you're Houston. So uh, I like Tennessee in the game. I, I like Den- Derrick Henry, of course, because he's just been fantastic uh, against the Texans. How did the Patriots respond son- a Saturday against the Bengals after what happened with the Las Vegas lateral? <laughs> That's a great question, Paulie, because I had zero idea. I mean, you see the fits that uh, Mac Jones is yes. going out there, right? Yes. Uh, well, it's not surprising because Joe Judge is his position coach. That guy is wound tight anyway. We know that. Uh, and so now you got a quarterback that's wound too tightly, too. Uh, he's not feeling the game. He's not relaxed out there. He's, he's frustrated on a lot of plays, and he's inaccurate. Uh, outside of running the football, what Ramondi Stevenson, I mean, I don't know what the Patriots have right now uh, offensively. Uh, they have not been able to protect the quarterback at all, P. 
people are breaking them down during the games with their protection schemes. And uh, you got guys up there not giving great effort either. Uh, and then defensively, I mean, they're flying around. But, you know, Belichick, I think he's lost his mojo. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when have we seen a poorly coached football team from Bill Belichick? Correct. And that's what we're seeing right now. Right. Will you indulge me here since you went down that road? Okay. Kraft goes to Belichick after the season and says, I want new assistants. Right, you got to change mm-hmm. the staff. Get your kid out of here. No more Patricia disaster. What does Belichick get? Get rid of Judge. What does what does Belichick say? And how could oh, that? Oh man, you know I I I don't know. Belichick has Belichick has Kraft right. I mean, um, Kraft wanted to keep Tommy. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, but Belichick still got rid of Tommy. Um, but there I, are I, people I who thought it was that the success was because of Brady. There are people who think, well, you don't have Brady now. Now you haven't won a playoff game. Well, that's true for a lot of coaches, Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah, I mean, okay. Hall of Fame coaches, period. I mean, think about it. Uh, Don Shula, who did he have, right? I mean, Hall of Fame coaches, they'll tell you, they'll tell you firsthand, I, I need a quarterback. I need that guy. And, uh, but now he doesn't have that guy. But on top of that, I, I, you know, Belichick has a lot of power because he is GM slash head coach, and he does it at a high level. He has done it for, for a long time at a high level. Uh, so I think Kraft uh, will acquiesce to that, right, uh, more so than – uh, than anything else in that situation up there. Hey, Pritch, I know that uh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence uh, for tonight's game, and it's a huge game. I know he's listed right. as questionable. Are you hearing anything that he actually might not play? I have not heard that. Um, I know what he's got to toe, right? He does, yep. toe stuff, and that can be difficult. But you can also shoot that up. Um, <laughs> you can also, you know, make things uh, comfortable for you out there. Uh, but, no, I haven't heard anything. Is that floating around right now? Well, he didn't practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, he did not. But uh, did not. well, those are those right now. We're in the window of walkthroughs, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean that's significant. I mean, uh, not to practice at all, uh, you know, uh, on a short week. Uh, to me, it's probably more treatment. They're spending more time with him treating that injury to see if he can give it a go. Pre-game is going to be everything, obviously. Um, but no, that, that, that's something to monitor. I mean, the guy's been phenomenal. I mean, if he's playing the way that he is right now uh, and he's injured, he can't go. I mean, that, that is significant, though. Yeah, We're finally seeing the guy, you know, that uh, everybody said was going to be the next right. Elway or the next. Do you like anything tonight? Or do you, you're, you've been doing teasers and doing well on teasers. What, yes. what, what caught your eye uh, on the board? Um, I did like the Jags until you guys just said that about. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm asking the question. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, no, I like the Jags. I mean, I, I think um, it's a young man's game. We know that. Uh, and the Jags uh, have repeatedly reminded me of that. And now that they've got the monkey off their back and they're winning games on the road, I, I think that team's more confident. They are balanced, too, uh, which to me, if you're balanced, look at all the great teams in the National Football League. When you're balanced 60-40, 50-50, that means you have more options that you can get to uh, in terms of adjustments. Like when teams like Tom Brady or, or teams that want to throw the football all the time or just run it, that means they are singular or they're one-dimensional and they can't get to other things. And so if teams have answers for you, uh, the game plans become more and more difficult. So looking for Super Bowl window teams, younger teams, uh, also looking for those teams that have balance. And Jacksonville fits the bill for, for a number, checks a number of those boxes right there for an upcoming football team right now. Yeah. Would you have considered cutting Jacoby Myers after the, that play? Oh, man. I almost got cut jumping off sides or illegal oh. procedure. Remember that? I told you guys that yeah, you uh, did. in a Hail Mary game, my yeah. rookie year. I didn't, I didn't believe Glanville. I think he was trying to scare me, but uh, I mean, if, if the Patriots weren't so bad, I think he probably would have gotten cut. 
Mm-hmm. Like if the pa- Patriots were better, then I think yeah, Jacoby would not be there. But oh. they're not good, uh, and that's yeah, another not. indicator no. right there for yep. you. Isn't the comeback Stevenson was supposed to fall down anyways? He started the whole business. No, he did. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he yeah. Did. They could have just took a knee. Well, that too. Said, yeah. to take a knee. I know. All right, Pritch, we yeah. got to fly. Uh, thank, ha- All right, guys. Happy holidays, man. Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy holidays to you guys. Yep. Enjoy it. Be good. Enjoy you too. Uh, we'll recap. How about this? The first time in 30 years this happened last night. Paulie with the details coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Place up your cleats, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. College Bowl season, get up there now. Every single day, receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. They have all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect college game day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the app today. Get on all the action. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Here we go. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer with guillotineleagues.com. Paul Charchian joins the program. Good morning, Charch. Are you uh, are you staying warm in the Minneapolis St. Paul area today? It is negative 13 right now in Plymouth, Minnesota. Our wind chill is negative 32 right now. And so yeah, it's crisp. It's crisp outside. This is we're on day one of what is expected to be a four-day blizzard. That sounds absolutely oh, awful. God. <laughs> well, they've canceled most of the schools. Um, and, you know, schools are winding up anyway for the holiday. But canceled most of the schools. The airport actually closed, which it never does. Closed for a few hours yesterday. So we're getting the snow. We're getting the blowing. We're getting the cold weather. It's all coming together for absolute misery here in the Twin Cities. God, sure. why, why do you live there? What sure. are you doing? Were you at the Blair Walsh <laughs> playoff game against the Seahawks? I wasn't there in person, um, and I don't think I would have gone anyway. The kickoff temperature was negative six. Bud Grant, in in the pregame, they got Bud Grant out. At that time, he's probably 88, 90 years old. They got him out, and he ran on the field in short sleeve. (laughs) It was a great moment. The Vikings players were all uh, all, uh, in uh, in short sleeves as well. It was... uh, it was an amazing game, which you'll remember. Blair Walsh shanked the uh, t- the seventeen yard field goal at the end to miss uh, to 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 end the Viking season. But that game, sixteen points scored. Do the uh, videotape it later today. Do the boil of the hot water and throw it up in the air. Yeah, if, if people don't know, if it gets cold enough, you can get the you can get the hot water. Get like a mug of hot water, throw it in the air, and the water will not hit the ground. It will crystallize mid air. Yep into something that looks almost like it's halfway between steam and snow and it just poof in the air and you don't end up having the water hit the ground it's it is crazy it that is. it can be that cold Paulie, but that you have a story about this it is yeah don't throw it sideways though like my mom did we were talking during the break when it 1995 when it was 60 below she scalded my sister she threw it sideways out of the shop oh, yeah. No. oh yeah sure that's gonna leave a mark absolutely <laughs> Yeah, she deserved it though. I, I can't stand my sister. Uh, very the greatest good. moment of your life is when your mom threw boiling water on your sister. Yeah, she deserved it. Just a pain in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so how does the weather? How does this impact us now? We're we're in the playoffs, and weather's the big story this weekend. It is the big story. So okay, this weekend we have six games scheduled to kick off at seventeen degrees or colder. Now usually. For both, I think, betters and fantasy fans, everybody immediately is all in a panic over this. So I decided I'm going to actually do 
data mining on this. We've got these six games scheduled for 17 degrees or colder. Now, let's baseline this. Over the last three years, the median game, regardless of date, indoor, outdoor, whether anything else, 45 points is the median game over the last three years. So then I went and looked at 17 degrees or colder over the last decade of games. There are 27 games played at 17 degrees or colder. And that 45 degree total, sorry, 45 point total goes all the way down to 43 points. Okay. That's it. Not even a field goals difference mm. in these cold weather games historically over the last decade. So I'm of the I'm of the mind that you do not panic here. Wind could be could change it. If we get into significant winds in these games, that, that would change things. But without okay. the big wind change, no, do not panic. Okay. So no, no like nobody. You even like the the Brown Saints game, I mean and I know that you're gonna. You wanted to talk about Elvin Kamara because he's been a gigantic bust anyway this year. Like, what are you gonna do with him? The weather there, I think, is gonna be the worst of the entire weekend. Uh, Eleven degrees is the the kickoff expected kickoff for that game. Um, that is, uh, and they could have there could be wind in this one too. But yep. and Kamara, by the way, probably the the worst fantasy pick you could have had this year out of everybody because he didn't just like snap his femur in week one, which would have been frankly, more convenient because then we'd know not to start him. Instead, Alvin Kamara's given us touchdowns in one game this year. He has hit 62 rushing yards, which is not a lot, three times. That's it. He has been an absolute but, but you had to keep starting him because he's Alvin Kamara and you took him in the first round. Mm -hmm. Somebody started him all year and you get nothing. He's probably, you're probably not even alive in the playoffs. You got him, but it's the Browns this week. On paper, this is his most favorable matchup of the year and for whatever it's worth, people do tend to think that you run more, and in some cases you do in these cold-weather games. Um, Browns are the, the last-ranked run defense by Pro Football Focus. They've allowed, in the last six games, nine different running backs have either scored or topped 64 yards, which is a lot of yards for Alvin Kamara. If you're ever going to start him, you start him here. By the way, his over-under, 64.5 yards. That's This is the one time all year where I feel good about Alvin Kamara's over 64.5 mm -hmm. yards. Because that is a total that the Browns give up all the time. Well, how about the Buffalo game then against Chicago? When that's all Chicago does is run the ball. How does this impact Allen and, and Diggs and the offense there with the cold weather? Yeah, um, this is they're getting Khalil Herbert back, and that's a fascinating storyline. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been many of us. David Montgomery's powered teams into the playoffs this last month without Khalil Herbert. But let's go back to when Khalil Herbert was playing. Objectively, Khalil Herbert's better than David Montgomery. He was averaging six yards per carry. He was ranked number one in rushing efficiency by next-gen stats, chipping in 80 yards per game. All stats, all better than Montgomery when it was a shared backfield. So now with Khalil Herbert back, fresh legs, cold-weather game, I think Herbert literally hits the ground running on, on his return here. And this is going to be bad for Montgomery, who averaged half as many yards, touchdowns, and fantasy points in these Khalil Herbert games. He is no longer a safe start. In fact, I don't. You should not be starting David Montgomery this week. Wow. Week. Okay. Then what about what about for the Bills though? In their backfield, Singletary, yeah. Cook. Are you comfy there with either one of those guys? Well, actually, I'm comfortable with both of them because the 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 Bears' run defense, which was bad to begin with, since the Roquan Smith yeah. trade, Baltimore's now your best run defense, and Chicago's one of the probably the bottom four. They're terrible run defense now. So actually, I think both Singletary and Cook are sneaky plays this week. I like them. Henry, 250, three touchdowns Saturday. 
it's possible. Yeah. Honest to God, it is. So, and I'm sure you've heard some of the numbers, oh, but yeah. let me just let me just hit. I'll, I'll hit your your listeners and viewers with a few more here. Uh, he has topped 200 yards and two scores in three straight games against Houston. Houston is your bottom ranked team in the NFL in rushes against, rushing attempts against, rushing yards against, and rushing touchdowns against. That is the trifecta of ineptitude for Houston. The only reason to give any pause whatsoever on Derrick Henry is that they've just lost another lineman uh, for Tennessee, okay. which is a which is unfortunate for Derrick Henry. Uh, Dylan Radnance is out for the year with a torn ACL, but that's the only that's the only area of caution here. Uh, no Ryan Tannehill, which is not great either, but still, this is going to yeah. be all all Derrick Henry all the time. All right, a lot on the line tonight. How about some matchups you like in the Thursday night game? Yeah, well, uh, well, for ones that I like, it involves, first, Zonovan Knight. I love Zonovan Knight. This kid is great. What a gem the Jets unearthed with this guy. In four starts, he's got two 100-yard games. Jaguars' run defense is not good. Guys, uh, they're allowing 138 total yards to opposing running backs. And in consecutive games leading up to this one, opponents have run for over 120 yards. His His total is 57 and a half. That's it. We can go over 57 and a half, a number, by the way, which he has topped in three of his four starts. And in the last five Jaguars games, five different backs have topped 57 and a half. We're going over the 57 and a half and four straight Jaguars opponents have scored rushing touchdowns. The anytime touchdown plus 160, Zonovan Bam Knight. I would couple those together, the anytime touchdown and the over 57 and a half. Strong plays here. I love Zonovan Knight tonight. Excellent. Uh, you're the best. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Paul Charchian. The podcast is coming to a conclusion uh, in year number 28. It's called Fantasy Football Weekly. And to get all of his rankings with a write-up on a lot of the players every single week, you can go to guillotineleagues.com. Happy holidays, pal. Thanks, as always. Best yeah, of luck. Happy holidays, guys. Absolutely. Always a joy to work with you, you and your families. I will pay a great, a great holiday season here, and we'll talk to you in one week. I want to see the video of the boiling water going to your wife's face later on today, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if anything's going on in my wife's face, well, it's not, not boiling water. Oh, okay. Thanks, buddy. Thank, thank Bye-bye. You. Okay. All right, thanks. Uh, he likes Zonovan Knight, does he? Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. That was your fault. It was not! Uh, your mom! It was your mom's fault who threw the boiling water right in your sister's face. It's all I'm at. I don't really want to see that. Go, you know, I'm just... All right. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy, yes. You want a cookie? Merry Christmas, everybody. Very good. Are they good? I haven't tried one yet. Yes, they are. Thank all you, right. Chris, Thanks in Chris. Boston. Unbelievable. Thanks for the gift yep. of the cookies. Big game tonight. Awesome. I can't. I mean, back in August. Come on. I'm gonna see. I'll, let me ask you. I'll answer your question. If it's okay. Bethard, we'll go to. We'll go to six in the game. Oh! Five, 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 five or six. Five or yeah. six. If All right. Lawrence. If you missed any of the show today, listen back on your own time. You can search "Follow the Money" wherever you get your podcast. Best of luck. We're back tomorrow. See you. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees 
opinions. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 